rodeo is pretty ingrained in the culture of the least populated state. You may have heard songs from country giants about Wyoming, like Garth Brooks singing about making it to Cheyenne. My mother was on the rodeo club in high school, barrel racing and singing the national anthem at many a state fair or rodeo in Douglas, Wyoming. Her nickname was Nashville, and she had big dreams about becoming a country singer like her idol, Reba McIntyre. There are definitely photos of me out there as a toddler, dressed like a little rodeo queen with curled blonde hair and mini cowboy boots, and I'd prefer to keep those photos undiscovered. But the very act of participating in a rodeo is one that people take very seriously. The sport itself is known to be dangerous from bucking broncos to riding the bull for eight seconds. Having an animal that weighs a ton and doesn't want you on their back, there's a little element of danger to that at every rodeo. Whether they were watching on TV or in the crowd at Cheyenne Frontier Days, most older Wyomingites have a story about where they were when Lane Frost took his final ride. Today, we look at the man, the legend, and the heartbreak that is Lane Frost. This year's spooky season starts early. Our new site, Ghostlandia, just dropped, and it's a blog and hopefully future podcast about all the things that go bump in the night. Join us as we talk about the most haunted places across the country. Head to ghostlandia.media or click the link in the description. Can't wait to share the haunted history of fascinating locations with you all. Oh, oh, Wyoming, tell me what is it to be free? Is it your wild, wild women just being who they want to be? Is it your cold, wild windows sweeping me clean? Is it your bedrock, Wyoming wisdom? Your sweet starlit dreams? Is it your Wyoming whiskey with the water from a mountain stream? Lane Frost was born in 1963 in La Junta, Colorado, as his family lived in the smaller town of Kim without its own hospital. Lane Clyde Frost was exposed to rodeos at an early age, with his parents even recalling how he would wake up just to watch the bull riding event, crying if they tried to leave before he got to watch the death-defying sport. You may have already heard of Lane Frost, even if you're not a Wyomingite, with an appreciation for Cheyenne Frontier Days. As a movie was made called Eight Seconds in 1994, it starred Luke Perry as Lane and Stephen Baldwin as his fellow rodeo competitor. Lane was an early prodigy of rodeo events, beginning with riding young calves at five years old and eventually riding his first bull at just nine. He won his first rodeo event at 10 years old at a little buckaroo event in Utah. Lane stayed on a bucking Shetland pony to win first in bareback, took second in calf roping, and rode a calf in the bull riding event to place third. While living in Utah with his family on a dairy farm, Lane signed up for any little breeches rodeo he could get into, until he was 14 and his family moved to Oklahoma to escape the brutal Utah winters. His mother was quoted as saying, he'll grow out of this bull riding thing. Obviously, he never did. 
A friend of his father's in Oklahoma, Freckles Brown, would become his mentor. Freckles had been a bull riding champion in the 1960s and passed his knowledge on to the teenage Lane Frost as his fascination with the 8 second ride grew and grew. Now for anyone out there not familiar with rodeo language, 8 seconds is the amount of time a bull rider has to stay on the back of a bull in order to be scored for the event. The crowd cheers when the counter makes it past 8 seconds, meaning the rider has a chance to place in the final awards of the event. When Lane was a junior in high school, he won his first bull riding championship at the National High School Rodeo Finals held in Douglas, Wyoming. Ironically, this is the same town that my family hailed from and where my mother participated in rodeos during her own high school days. She was a little younger than Frost, though, and thus never met him on the rodeo circuit. After graduating from high school, Lane was offered many rodeo scholarships, but instead decided to strike out and become a professional bull rider. From there, Lane entered the Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association and started racking up the belts in recognition. He was named Runner-Up Rookie of the Year when he was just 19. In 1984, Lane was accepted into the National Finals Rodeo where he would compete every year until his untimely death. Finally, in 1987, Lane was named the coveted National Bull Riding Champion at the finals in Las Vegas. After that, he earned the title of World Champion after riding 9 out of 10 bulls in competition. In 1988, Lane was chosen to perform in an exhibition for the Olympics with the U.S. rodeo team. From this time on, Lane competed in dozens of competitions and exhibitions, gaining fame, money, and trophies wherever he rode. As his fame grew, he and his wife were offered stunt and speaking roles in a movie being produced in Hollywood about the sport. His wife, Kelly, stayed behind to work on the movie, while Lane traveled to Cheyenne, Wyoming for the Daddy of Them All, the oldest and most prestigious rodeo event in the country, Cheyenne Frontier Days. This fateful decision would weigh heavily on the minds of those who witnessed Lane's event at Cheyenne Frontier Days in 1989. He drew a bull called Taking Care of Business and got ready for another of his spectacular showings at the rodeo arena. This, unfortunately, would be the final ride of Lane Frost. Those eight seconds were as long as any other day, but Lane persevered and made a scorable ride on the giant bull. After he dismounted, a gasp was heard in the bleachers as the bull came back, striking Lane in the chest, breaking his ribs, and severing a major artery. At first, he seemed to survive the ordeal, getting up to his feet and waving to the medic on the side of the arena. He would collapse and die almost immediately as thousands of rodeo fans watched on. Frost would go on to win third place in the competition posthumously. Lane's number would be retired the next year, number two, and hung in one of the shoots of the Cheyenne Frontier Days Rodeo. It's estimated that 3,500 people attended Lane's funeral in Oklahoma, his memory being cherished from all of those who rid with him. Lane is buried in Mount Olivet Cemetery in Hugo, Oklahoma. A life lived riding bulls ended in the most tragic way as Lane was only 25 and was building a life, family, and ranch with his wife in Oklahoma. He was survived by his parents and wife, and Kelly would go on to remarry, and her children would follow in her first husband's footsteps, making a splash on the rodeo scene as teenagers. 
Lane Frost died in front of a crowd of thousands at Cheyenne Frontier Days, and those who were there still speak of his name and reverence, of his final ride, and a life lived on the edge, with danger around every corner and on the back of every bull. Today, he is remembered fondly as a lifelong rodeo competitor with more than a few wins under his belt. His final loss was one felt all across the rodeo community with dozens of tributes to his name and songs by country artists about his life and final ride. Perhaps the most important tribute came from Frost's longtime friend, Cody Lambert, who designed the protective vest that is now required to be worn at all PRCA events. In his honor, he was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Cheyenne, the same place he took his last ride. Thank you for listening to Wild Women, Wind, and Wyoming Wisdom. I'm Debbie Cobb, and I'm your host. If you want to help out the podcast, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really want to help, then you can also support us on Patreon, where you'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes peaks and perks. Our theme song is by Wes Hogg and Birgit Burke. A special thanks this week to all of the rodeo competitors living on the edge and keeping the sport alive well into the summer. Cheyenne Frontier Days is coming up after all. We'll be back next week with new episodes posted every Wednesday. Learn a little more about the Cowboy State with the Wild Women Wind and Wyoming Wisdom podcast.